Welcome, welcome to the Weekend Sports Buzz. I'm Kelly Patrick alongside Mike Gandolfo, soon to be joined by the lovely Ashley Miller on this very active Sunday morning in the world of sports. We have two big NFL matchups today at, at 3.05 and 6.40 p.m. we got the Packers and Seahawks and the Colts at the Patriots. We've got plenty of college basketball to talk about this morning. We encourage you, our listeners, to call us on 502 502- 384-1450, that is the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line. How are you doing this morning, Mike? I'm doing great. I'm up here in Springfield, Massachusetts for the Hoopball Classic, uh, getting ready to go check out uh, Louisville Commitment uh, Donovan Mitchell here in about uh, about an hour. So it's uh, going to be really good. We'll, we'll, uh, we're really close with his high school coach, and, so we'll, and he's uh, now at an Under Armour High School, which helps us out a lot. And uh, We'll go see him today and formally invite him to the game and uh, along with a couple of his teammates, and uh, it should be a good day for the Derby Classic. Now, Mike, coming off the heels of a disappointing loss at home to Duke, the Cards fans out there want to ask you, how legitimate are these recruits, Dingadell and the, this Mitchell guy, that are coming in? Because it appears this Cardinals team does not possess quite enough of that next-level talent to do what, at least today, I mean, every every Patino season seems to have a day like today where everybody's questioning Rick. And it, it, my question is, do these incoming freshmen that Louisville appears to have on the horizon, are they the type guys that the Cards fans want? I think, uh, in my opinion, you got two major weaknesses. You have a lack of depth at the three spot, and that's where Ding Adele will step in and help out a ton. And him and Shaquan Aaron will kind of lock down that spot. And, and Anton Gill, I guess, can go back and forth between the two and the three next year. And Donovan Mitchell gives them exactly what they need right now because he is a dynamic scorer. Um, and that is, they obviously need another dynamic scorer, especially assuming that they're going to lose Terry Rozier uh, after this season. Uh, he's the kind of kid that can step in right away and score. Um, and then it just comes to, you know, does he buy into Patino's defensive system as a, you know, because it is difficult as a freshman, especially a freshman guard, I think, more so than a freshman big, to play right away at Louisville. And, uh, but he has that scoring ability that I think Louisville's going to need. Uh, he's a, he takes it to the basket. He's a great jump shooter. Uh, he really is. Is good at reading the defense and taking what the defense gives him. No question about it, Mike. That seems to be the issue right now. I, um, a freshman coming in like Shaquan Aaron, for example, even if they have all the God-given ability and speed in the world, you can tell, similar to Russ during his freshman year, that they have the athleticism, but maybe they don't quite grasp the defensive sets yet. And it's not... It's just not really clicking for them in this Rick Bettino defense that's so important to him and his overall gameplay. Um, Shaquan's an explosive type athlete. And what I kind of see right now with Shaquan is he's got to figure out how to use his gifts and abilities within Patino's system. And I think when you're more of that explosive type player, it's probably even tougher um, to kind of go in there and – Patino's, I guess, system just doesn't allow you to kind of street ball it up. Let's let's put it that way. 
and um, and he's got to know when and where he can take his athleticism and his abilities to really uh, maximize what he's got. Whereas Donovan, to me, would be more of a guy that could, could slide into Patino's offensive system and kind of understand how to get everyone involved and and uh, and be that scorer they need. I, I personally still see Shaquan Aaron as someone who could make an impact this year. I do too. Totally. Um, what, what is your take on that loss yesterday? I'm a, I'm a Cards fan. You're a Cats fan, Mike. I was talking to my, my buddy about it yesterday, and I said, other than last year and the year before, every time Rick Pitino puts a Louisville Cardinal team out there, they have a, a game like this. They have a, a midseason slump where they are very low, and people start to question not only Rick's tactical in-game coaching ability, but his recruiting. and every The way that he runs the program is all of a sudden completely questioned by many legitimate people in my eyes, which is really, in my opinion, almost abs- absurd. Yeah, um, absurd. Do you see yeah. any difference between this and every other year that that happens? I mean, we've gone through this January slump with this team. It just—it's an annual event, okay? Where they go through and they lose two or three in a row, or they, you know, maybe play five hundred in January, and then they come out in February, March, clicking, ready to go. Now, this does seem a little bit different to me in a way that they just seem to have an issue figuring how to mesh all their offensive pieces together. They're not doing a good job of getting Montrez the ball where he can score. Now, that's being game planned, and that comes from not shooting the perimeter shot really well because if you don't hit the outside shot, defenses don't have to play you honest. And I know that Patino said that they had open looks and they missed, They just missed a lot of open looks yesterday. There's a reason why they're open. We've talked about this before. They're open for a reason. The scouting report the other team has will tell the tell you exactly what they want to give up and, um, and Duke knew what shots they wanted to limit Louisville to. And it obviously 16% from three, 29% from the field, not going to win a whole lot of games that way. And uh, they had trouble with this, with Duke's zone. From what I could tell, obviously I was at other games kind of checking in um, here and there. And then, um, and then I, you know, man, Okafor is just a freaking beast. I mean, he is uh, he's the real deal. I was trying to that. compare him to different players that are in the NBA. A couple names that came to mind. You tell me how you feel about these comparisons. One being Tim Duncan, another being Al Horford. Uh, yeah, I, I think he's got a better back to the basket game than those guys, but he's definitely skilled kind of like Duncan is. And, um, and then they're going to get another very quality big man at, who's at this event that I'm at, a kid named Chase Jeter who plays for Bishop Gorman. And I mean, it's just, it's going to continue to just keep on rolling for them. Now, but the thing too is that Duke is, Duke this year is known for not being a very good defensive team. And if Duke's not a very good defensive team, and comes into your home home court and holds you to under thirty percent shooting. That that's a concern. I mean, they got to get some perimeter scoring from somebody. And when Chris Jones goes two for ten and Terry goes five for sixteen, although Terry shot the three pretty well, Wayne goes zero for five and two for oh and two for ten. Uh, we see another four for ten game from Montrez. It's just uh, it's it's not. It's not what you want to see as a Louisville fan right now, but the 14 rebounds from Montrez was the real deal. Hopefully they can kind of get those pieces working again. Uh, I'm tired of seeing Montrez catch the ball in the elbow waist. I think he's a short corner guy more than an elbow guy. 
For Rick's offense to really thrive, it does seem that they need somebody, though, to catch the ball at the elbow. Yeah, I, I agree, but I, we've seen where uh, Shinanu and Anas can be pretty good sure. post-passers. Sure. I think that's probably a better option, especially if you can get Montrez in a way where he can seal down on that low post. We are the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 1450 WXVW, brought to you by Brandon J. Lawrence, personal injury attorney. Call 502-587-0041 to reach the best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville. If you want to get in on the action today, you got any feedback about the Louisville game yesterday, the, the disappointing loss, and the arguably the worst shooting performance I can ever remember watching, or maybe Kentucky's dominant victory uh, yesterday over Alabama, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line, 502-384-1450. We are going to head to a break. Be sure to stay tuned. We'll be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 1450 WXVW, talking all things in the world of sports from 10 until noon this morning. Kelly Patrick, Mike Gandolfo, now joined in studio by the lovely Ashley Miller. Miller, how are you doing this morning, Ashley? I'm doing fantastic. I'm really enjoying the song. It is a good song. I love the song, and I love Bruno Mars. I just wish he was taller. He's a little guy. You would tower over him. Yeah. Maybe he would wear heels. Maybe he would wear heels. Maybe he, could, mean, he maybe he could get he away with that. Yeah, very very cute. Weird, 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 weird stuff. Weird really? conversation we're going in. Weird direction that's headed in, Mike. But we got all sorts of stuff to talk about on this Sunday of NFL matchups between the Colts and Patriots and Packers and Seahawks. We got the Kentucky and Louisville basketball teams seemingly headed in different directions at the exact moment. But we, we've always got time to talk about college basketball in the world of Louisville and Southern Indiana. As far as the Louisville game goes, Mike, you, you have any uh, any feelings about the game? Well, it's more so about the way their season's going to unfold. I mean, they're now in the search of a resume-building win. If they want to, if they want to be a top three seed, which I think they're deserving of, they've got four games left where they can prove it, and three of them are at home. they got the home games with Virginia and Notre Dame, which to, to end the year, the home game with North Carolina, and then, of course, they've got to go to Virginia. To me, they've got to go two and two in those four games. Uh, otherwise, they're looking at maybe a four or a five seed. I mean, it's, I think it could really drop them uh, significantly, and they're going to they're pay the price for having the weak non-conference schedule, which, I mean, you can understand because the ACC is going to be so tough. But if they, they need to go two and two in those games, and then you take care of business in those other games, uh, which you know you can usually bet that they're going to drop one or two that no one really expected for them to drop. Their resume is in danger right now. I don't think it's that deep. You don't think it's that big of a problem right now? Because I mean, we we go through this every season, and it's one of those things that the fact that. Maybe they won't be a one, two, three seed, and if they're not, that's not end all be all. Like we'll still be able to make a significant tournament run, which we've done in the past. And I think um, it's definitely disappointing to see a team shoot in the twenties in terms of percentage. God, um, it's like you're 
basically essentially being paid on your own scholarship to do this. So you should be, I feel like you should at least be shooting above 30% from the field at minimum. Sure. Uh, so no. that part is disappointing. And that's not something that was um, a new, that wasn't a new thing. We knew that. Yeah. We knew, and we've known that for the last, I mean. Years. We've known that for a while. Offensive been, potency is a problem for these Rick teams. And, you know, I wondered, um, I was w- watching the game, I was thinking, maybe they need to sh- start practicing in the yum because it, it's shocking that they shoot so poorly on their home court. Because um, normally, like, when I played in Berea, we, we shot the best in our own gym. Of course, we practice there every day. Um, so I wonder you know, why they seem to shoot better on the road. I mean, against Kentucky, they were shooting 20-something percent in the first half. Like, it's been consistent. So um, that part is frustrating. Obviously, I'm sure they're working on that in practice. But um, what's happening there? Because we're definitely getting good looks at the basket. It's not like their defense was so awesome that we weren't even getting good shots up, like in the Kentucky game where everything was being rushed. Um, like, we were getting awesome looks at the basket, but we couldn't knock them down. So, um, yeah, we definitely need to recruit some shooters. But – I wonder if they practice in the Yum Center, if that would help them at all. No question about it. All sorts of reactions to the Louisville's disappointing loss to Duke yesterday. First double-digit loss since 2012 for Rick Pitino and these Cardinals. We encourage you to call in. Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzzline is 502-384-1450. We're going to head to the Buzzline now where we have our man Truth on the line with us. How are you doing this morning, Truth? Oh, well, you know, I didn't call you last week because I turned 51. Wow. Happy birthday. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. Yes. All right. But let me, before I get to talk about the great Hoosier, let me give us uh, something y'all just brought out. And I was talking to some U of L fans yesterday. And they, I said, the last two years, Luke Hancock and Russ Dicklis have been saving uh, Patino and them shooting outside. I said, but you don't have that them two this year to save you. I think Louisville's going to lose a lot of game because they play great defense, but they don't got nobody can hit that, uh, hit a layup, uh, shoot outside. I think they're going to hurt them this year. Very fair point there. I think Russ Smith, especially Russ, but also to a certain extent Luke Hancock and the year before Gorgie Jang, they were the type guys who demanded attention from defenses. And yeah. This team, although Terry Rozier is a very efficient player, and I, I really do like his offensive game, for whatever reason, he just isn't that guy. I think that he can potentially be. I think the issue, um, one of the big issues that I see and it's glaring to me because I played on the inside, is it also oftentimes looks like our guards are afraid or hesitant to throw the ball inside to the post. So, Good point. Good um, point. That does not That's open the offense up for them at all. That. Yeah, it's a problem. So now the defense doesn't have to truly honor our post players in the block on the inside. They're guarding our guards. So they're not going to get the same looks that they would be if they were able to, to do the inside-outside thing. I'm also not sure why we stopped having Montrez Harrell run the baseline because he was going oh. short corner to short corner earlier in the season, and that was really effective. Hey, you, I'm glad you brought that about the inside game because I was getting ready to break out. I'm going to tell you what. I'm not going to miss Arnold Torres. I'm glad he's gone. I hope he don't come back because he's been a disappointer. He's up and down like Black Rose, Blackshear. One game he might get you 10 points and five rebounds. Then the next thing he's over drinking Tom Cream Gatorade. 
<laughs> Mike, what do, what do you think of the Atlanta team right now? I think they're I'll a terrific team right now. And uh, they got a big week what, coming up with two big games against Maryland and Ohio State. I, we'll beat both of them. Uh, I'll tell you what, I like the, uh, I like what, what we got in there because I'm looking for somebody to rebound and score. You say, come on, you 6'9", you can't get uh, This lady who you talk about, talking to, she said you played inside. Did you average over one rebound? Can you get one rebound in, in 40 minutes? Oh, absolutely. I averaged uh, nine in college. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm surprised. I'm five nine and <laughs> Listen, he can't even get one uh, uh, rebound against Tyre Bus play for IU. He way taller than her. She averages more rebounds than him. Yeah, you're right. And th- that's one thing that really frustrates me to see the big guys not being productive. Like, And it's one thing to not be able to get good shots up and good looks at the basket, but you should always be able to rebound. Well, I'm going to let you go. Let me tell you something. IU going to surprise everybody. We'll be in the top uh, 10 for in two more weeks in, in the national championship. Yogi Fur MVP, the national championship coming back to Bloomington, Indiana, and it's in the state of Indiana. Go Hoosier. And y'all have a blessed day. Bye. I was talking yesterday with some IU fans, and, you know, if IU shooting the ball well, they can beat anybody in the country, but they could also not shoot the ball well and lose to anybody in the country. And, uh, right now, I feel like they are a tournament team, uh, and the Big Ten's kind of a little bit down. And so, uh, you know, they, they're legitimately one of the top four teams right now, maybe in the Big Ten. And um, so, uh, you know, I, I, Tom Crean, to me, is having a very surprising year uh, with basically smoke and mirrors not having any presence inside whatsoever. It sure would be nice if IU was relevant and they, they, they had a good season this year. And it appears you're right, Mike. That I mean, they've got a, thus far an impressive resume. They, they've um, thirteen and they like, four. They're like they're three and one against top twenty five competition. They beat Ohio State. I mean, they they've got some impressive victories. They beat Butler. I'm looking across beat, their, their resume right now. They beat SMU when they were ranked. Of course, SMU's in a little bit of trouble now. And then. Um, and then they lost the Louisville in that in the game in the Madison Square Garden. So, uh, anyway, I have to I have to run to go to the gym. If people want to follow me on Twitter at uh, Derby BB Classic for updates today from the hoop hall, uh, I'm sure Louisville will be there at this game early on. Cal Perry's supposed to be there this afternoon. His son plays at, in the last game today, and then uh, I'll try to get some uh, a Donovan Mitchell interview that we can that we can post on KentuckySports.co. So make sure you all check all that stuff out. You guys have a great show. Awesome. Thank you very Enjoy. much, Mike. Have a great rest of your weekend. Enjoy the games today. See ya. Good stuff there. We want to encourage our listeners to call in on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line, 502-384-1450. We're going to head to the buzz line now where we got Blue on the line with us. How are you doing this morning, Blue? Uh, I'm doing I'm doing good on top of the world, brother. Hey, um, about Rick Pitino, you know, every time they interview him at halftime or whatever, his first statement is, uh, you know, we're offensively challenged. Well, Rick, you don't get a pass for saying that every time, you know, you're, you're not hitting shots, man. I mean, it's part of coaching. You get better players that help solve the problem. Man. I mean, Hall of Fame coach, and as far as passing the ball down to Montrez Hurl, when they do pass it down to him, he passes it back out to the guards and goes sneaks up under the basket. He has no offensive moves or nothing. There's a reason why he's not in the NBA, and, and, and that's the reason why. Plays a better coach. <clears throat> And do get to the NBA, uh, her. Oh, man, I'm so sick and tired of this. We're offensively challenged. And 
you, you know, recruiting is part of coaching, man. Sure. Am I right or wrong, fellas? And y'all, I'm about to disappoint in, in the loss yesterday. I'm not. Are you disappointed in, in, in the way they lost? Because I didn't. I knew they were going to lose. I knew they were. I won money off them. I knew they were going to lose. Are, are you a Cards fan or a Cats fan, Blue? Oh, I'm, I'm a Cats fan, but but I, I watch Louisville. I watch I watch all sports. I'm a Cats fan first. Yeah, yeah, of course. You don't think Louisville? How far do you see this Louisville team going in the tournament? Uh, it, it it depends on if if they hidden. I mean, if they they hidden, that you know naturally they're, they're, they're a better team. Man, I, I don't know. Um, maybe a game short of Sweet Sixteen, man. Depending on, on the matchup, man. But hey, they they just don't have it. It seems like have, and and Terry Rozier, if, if Rozier is, is a lottery pick, I am, and I'm sixty one years old, man. 61. He's not a lottery pick. He might he might get drafted. He's not a lottery pick. No, I think he definitely is. Uh, although I think that I do think that he's great and he has a huge upside and he has a great potential. I do think he needs right. to come back another year. And honestly, I said during exactly. the Duke game that. You know, paying attention to the way Montrezl Harrell has been playing against the um, on the bigger stages, he might need to come back for another year because it's now starting to look I like agree. he does not rise to the occasion. And he's one of my favorites. He is definitely one of my favorites. And I'll say that I'm like Montrezl Harrell to the death. I love that. I love that kid. However, um, he is not doing himself a favor by disappearing in these big games. Right, exactly. Enjoy your show. Thank, thank, you. thank you very much, Blue. Great call there from Blue. We appreciate that. Oxmoor Ford Lincoln bus line is 502-384-1450. And this team really, Ashley, is a case of, what is it, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? Yeah. Where you have... Which team's going to show yeah, up? Yeah, you have the talk of the best backcourt in the country, and Dick Vitale, and everybody's talking about how great this backcourt is, and yeah. how they're the, maybe, maybe the best in the country. Nah. And then we get a performance like we did yesterday, which is very disappointing. So we're, we're actually going to head to the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line now. We have our man, Brian the Insider, on the line with us. How are you doing this morning, Brian? I'm doing great, Kelly and Ashley. How are you both doing this morning? Good morning. Hey, Ashley, I wanted to give you a shout-out. I thought about you today when I saw that uh, the Louisville volleyball player won Miss Kentucky, uh, Katie George. My yeah. My your success. I bet. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, I didn't uh, go. actually had a girlfriend compete um, in that pageant also, and she also made the top five. So there were two University of Louisville diehard cards in the top five, which made me really happy. Um, but uh, Katie George is beautiful, and I think um, she has a nice – she has a good story. And I think the fact that she's an athlete and she's doing the pageant thing – um, brings more like dimension to her, and I really like that. I really appreciate that as an athlete and a beauty pageant contestant. Um, but I think that uh, she'll be one to watch out for at Miss USA. So I'm really um, looking forward to seeing how she develops and kind of gets polished over the next few months. Cool, cool. Hey, uh, I want to get to horse racing, but I wanted to comment on the last caller. I agreed. I agree with what he's saying about Patino. Uh, you know the offensively challenged deal. That, that those are the players that he he recruited and put in there. Uh, I don't agree with his his take on uh, on uh, Rozier. I think I don't know about a lottery pick, but I think Rozier he could benefit an extra year coming back. I don't think he will, but I think he's going to be a good pro. But uh, uh, Montrez certainly is looking limited and uh, small for that position. And uh, Sports Illustrated had a good article on him last week that really questions what kind of role he could play in the NBA size-wise. But uh, disappointing loss by the Cards. Uh, you know, I don't know how many years Patino's been at Louisville, but, uh, you know, it's, it, it's, it's disappointing to hear him say that they're recruiting shooters for next year. What the heck's been going on? I mean, that, you know, that's the most important thing in the game 
is to put the ball in the basket, and uh, you would think that would be a top priority every year. Yeah, you but, know, uh, I, I agree with you. I think, and I, I wonder if they were, um, from a recruiting standpoint, so hell-bent on re- trying to find somebody to replace Gorgie on the inside that they just focus like, we need to get big guys, we need to get big guys, and they totally – Drop the yeah. ball on finding an outside consistent shooter. Well, just because no, I, nobody's shooting well on this team right now doesn't mean that a guy like Shaquan Aaron, for example, yeah, because I think doesn't have the potential, potential to he be a real good shooter down the road. Yeah, I, I, I foresee Shaquan Aaron maybe not this year, but in the future as being a very talented offensive player who may develop into a very good shooter. But he's not going to do that on the bench. I, I was glad to see Patino finally put Wayne on the bench and go with. Uh, him late in the game, and Aaron played well late, uh, better than, I mean, you know, I, at one point yesterday, I, I would have loved to see Patino just take the, the, most of those guys and sit them down and put some other guys in and try some other guys, because that was very painful to watch. It was. It, you know, even on the Duke side, it wasn't, it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't a great game to watch. Kentucky was very impressive. Props to Kentucky. They looked great. Uh, took a, a bad environment and handled it easily. So, uh, hey, let's talk a little derby. Uh, there was a derby prep yesterday, first one at the fairgrounds, the LeComp Stakes, uh, and it was won by international star who doesn't look like he's – I don't see him being a big player. Tomorrow they have the uh, Smarty Jones Stakes at uh, Martin Luther King Day at, every year on at Oakland Park. That'll be a real good $250,000 prep race. A lot of good horses have come out of the derby prep uh, out of Oakland, so I, I'm very interested in seeing that. And then yesterday, the horse racing world had their you know award ceremony, their Eclipse Award, and uh, we got to see from uh, dumbass partners again. Uh, and I was glad to see California Chrome won, but we got to see those two clowns up there again talking about how great they are. Uh, but uh, California Chrome got the Eclipse Award as not just the best three-year-old colt but as the horse of the year. So congratulations to California Chrome. Um, but besides that, a couple things, I, and I know Ashley may cover in her Ashley's crazy, but what about Greg Anthony's charges yesterday? You guys <laughs> see that? I did. Ashley, I did, Ashley, yeah. did you Oh, no. Greg Anthony, very well-respected sportscaster, does the final, you know, the March Madness, right up there with Clark Kellogg. Uh, Caught soliciting a prostitute yesterday. Oh, or a boy. Couple, uh, no, earlier I'm in the sure, year. I'm sure that's down on the list somewhere. I mean, No, but th- that's, that's bad. That's a bad deal. He had to apologize to his wife and his family. Uh, had an undercover cop come into his hotel room and uh, uh, kind of a bad deal there. But, uh, yeah, um, I also wanted to touch on, I, I listened to the first hour there. I'm really excited to have an American, bo- an undefeated American boxing champ and this Wilder guy, and he's, what, 33-0, and 32 KOs. So it's great to see. I'm not much in the uh, other type of fighting, but I love heavyweight fighting, and it was great to see on Muhammad Ali's 73rd birthday that an American won the heavyweight uh, crown, and we've got an undefeated American boxer. So that'll be fun. I'll, I'll sign up for the next time he, he fights on TV. I would love to follow that. I agree. The allure of a heavyweight American champion is always there, and it's always present, especially when it's someone who knocks people out at such an alarming clip. Out of all champions across the sport of boxing right now, he has the best knockout percentage. As you mentioned, 32 out of 33 fights he's won via knockout. Last night, his victory actually came via a 
unanimous decision in 12 rounds. So you could argue that actually showed he has a little bit more range than just knocking out his opponents. When he had his toughest opponent to date, Bermain Stavern last night, he went the distance and he won via decision. So he may be legitimate. He may be the type guy who can lead us into a new era of heavyweight boxing in the United States. Well, it's 6'7". Uh, I know he's still, I think, about 220. He's got a lot of room to develop physically. Uh, I believe he was an ex-football player, uh, Juco Lyman. Out of, he's from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. So I, I think it's a fantastic story. Hey, I listened to Mike's uh, take. I think he's up in Massachusetts watching that prep. I wonder if there's a way he could bring Mitchell back with him and we can insert him into the starting lineup uh, <laughs> a week from today, I think, next time Louisville plays. But uh, uh, a tough game for Louisville. Uh, let me close up with a couple predictions. I think the Seahawks, even though I would love to see the Packers beat the Seahawks today, I think that's going to be a tough, tall tale there in Seattle. But I really like the Colts' chances. Andrew Luck and the Colts, uh, I think they've got a legitimate shot of beating this uh, New England in New England today, and I'm really pulling for them. Good stuff, Brian. Thank you very much for calling in. We look forward to hearing from you next week. Have a great rest of your weekend. Okay, guys. Thank you. Good stuff there from our man Brian the Insider with the horse racing update. Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line is 502-384-1450. We're going to head to the Buzz Line now. We have Ashley's favorite, Hink. How you doing this morning, Hink? I'm good, buddy. How about yourself? I'm doing good. What did you think of those basketball games yesterday? I enjoyed them. What was not to enjoy? The greatest team in college basketball won yesterday. That's the most important. I mean, when, when Kentucky wins, everybody wins. You know, when Kentucky, when, when Kentucky wins, the world's happy. The nation's happy. The state's happy. You know, come on now. What do we to say? But let's talk about this local game that happened yesterday <laughs> that everybody was looking forward to, that everybody thought they was going to win and take care of business. But once again, Yovel didn't let me down. <laughs> they did what they were supposed to do. And guess what? Montrez did what Montrez normally do. Don't show up. I told you last week, the guy, he don't show up for big games. He don't like to play against a grown man, and especially a grown man like Okafor, who misused and abused the boy. I felt bad for him after a while. I'm, I'm serious. I'm starting to feel bad for Montreal in these big games because I know, I know his whatever little trash stock he has left has to be prominent, like the Titanic. Has to. And once again, all the person decided he won't show up, Terry Rozier. We never realize, man, this guy's not even an all-American ACT team. I mean, he's not. He's not even the best player on his team. So how is he going to be an a, a, a all-American Wooden Award candidate? Stop it. The guy's not good. He's a hype man. He's a flavor flav of Cardinal basketball. That's all he is. He's a flavor flav of Louisville basketball. He pumps his chest, do all this thing, loud up. I mean, that's all these are hype man. Y'all got a DJ, now you got a hype man. His name my trailer. He ain't good for nothing. Nothing. I told you. He sits down to play. He don't play nothing grown man. Now you play against Virginia Tech. Oh, I'm sure he's probably gonna ball out. Wake Forest, Georgia Tech. Oh, he's gonna ball out for them teams. Pittsburgh, oh yeah. Look like a monster. He gonna look like a lottery pick. North Carolina, Virginia Duke. What he gonna look like? Soft for them, infant. That's what he's going to look like, man. Ashley, stop, stop cheering for the boy. I know you have a, a soft spot in his heart. You know why you have a soft spot in his heart? Because y'all can relate. 
Y'all both from the feminine side of the of the track. That's why you can relate to the man. I understand why you got a soul. I'm a man. And as a man, I don't have a soul spot for a baby girl like that. It's not mine. I don't. So I'm going to have a soul spot for him who portrays himself as a man. But he's really a woman. Stop it, Montrez. Man up. Nut up. Grow some. I mean, when are it going to come around? It's not. So why? Are y'all waiting on him? Now y'all waiting. In the fire spot, we talked about that. We talked about that last week. Like a deadbeat parent. No support. Nothing. You're not going to get it. So don't keep looking for it. You got all these bodies on your bench. You keep running through. Did he go, Rick will make the t- statement of yesterday. Our offense is, 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 is are we offensively challenged? No, you offensively retarded. That's what you are. Your special needs. We need to turn you over to Jerry Key. That's what your offense is. Hey, I'm going to start donating. When the coaching people out there shaking, bucket shaking, I'm not going to donate to them. I'm donating to Lola's offense because it's terrible. It's pathetic. It's boring. Like the Courier Journal, it doesn't exist anymore. Stop it. Don't keep dropping papers in my front yard. Y'all not relevant like Louisville's offense. I, I just don't understand. Let's talk about the greatest thing that went on yesterday, and that was Kentucky reaching a 17-year-old plat, uh, plateau. We made 17 We went down there to Alabama. A lot of people said it's going to be a tough game. We're going to lose. We went down there and took care of business. That's what you call a basketball game. You want to see the star? You Watch Willie Collins style, my trail. Take notes on how a man should play. That man's Sit down, block the man's shot, look him down. Boy, what are you doing here? This is a man's game. Who are you, Montrez Hill? You better come tough and don't come at all. Hank, Montrez Hill. Come harder, don't come at all. Montrez Hill did, did, did have 10 points, 14 rebounds yesterday, whereas Willie Cauley Stein had 9 points and 5 rebounds yesterday. So Montrez did, have, did have a better game yesterday. Willie Cauley Stein. Willie Collins Stein played less than 20 minutes. Oh, man, come on, stop it. Played 26. Played less than 20 minutes. He played 19 minutes. Your man played probably all 38 to 40 minutes. He did play 38 minutes. He was four. Look here, your man was four from four for 10 from the field. That's what he was. All for two from the three-point line. I don't know what he was from the free throw line. But the guy's terrible. He's not good. Now, I'm trying to take. he's not good. It ain't like that. Guess who guess who decided he won't show? You know who played like a man yesterday in that game? Amir Johnson. And I, and I know he saw, but he played more tougher than Montrez. He brought it. Got his team to victory. Montrez, what have you done? You try to hang out on a prayer? Who are you, Juan Palacios 2.0? Get your punk ass in the middle. Play like a man. Man up, nut up, do something. Look, I'm not going to keep debating with you guys. We'll call in about 9 to 10 days from now when you play another good team like Virginia or Carolina again or maybe Duke. And we'll have the same conversation. And I'm going to recall myself and use these same words. My trail ain't shit. Louisville sucks. Later, baby. Wow. Okay, well. That was deep. That was deep. He went at it there. He, he, went, he we, went sure, we sure give him free reign here on the weekend sports bus. We, well, I mean, you know, what's funny is... Uh, Obviously, like you said, he's my favorite, all-time favorite caller. Um, but he has that um, that tone that you you just can't interrupt. Like you just let him talk. 
Yeah. Yeah, if you try to cut him off. He might yell at me. Oh, he would definitely yell at you. And unfortunately, there's some legitimacy to what he says about Montrezl Harrell. Harrell is, does not play on the inside like I wish he would. For some reason, he likes to post, you know, he likes to get at top of the key, shoot threes even, whereas his wingspan and his physical stature seems that it would be much more, much utilized in a much better fashion if he were inside and like an Elton Brand and he were just a post player taking very high percentage shots and rebounding, and that's all he's stuck to doing, I think he could be much more impactful from this Cards team. Will he come around later this season? I believe he will. Comparing a Rick team to a Cal team in the middle of the season is foolish. It is. Uh, Rick's teams, they go down. They go down in the middle of the season. They look horrible. Everybody's calling for Rick's head. I mean, we heard it. That's that's Blue and, and Hink today. Keep in mind, they're both obviously Cards fans, but there are plenty of, I'm sorry, they're obviously Cats fans, but there are plenty of Cards fans out there right now who are very disappointed with Rick, who are questioning his entire approach to coaching college basketball, which is laughable historically. Rick's a Hall of Famer, and deservedly so. We're going to head back to the buzz line. We actually got our man Brian the Insider. He had to get back in on the after action after Hink. <laughs> Brian, what do you have for us? Oh, wow, guys. I tell you, that was painful to listen to. That guy needs some anger control classes because uh, he really uh, lost his composure there. But I had to chime back in on Willie Cauley-Stein. You know, it's, it's well documented, the offensive deficiencies that Montrezl Harrell has. But I could uh, the same could be said for Willie Cauley-Stein. That guy can't shoot either. And he may be a journeyman NBA, but if that, if a former caller, caller thinks he's going to be a long-term NBA player, he's wrong. He doesn't have any offensive skills. And once he gets in the league where the, everyone else is his size, his deficiencies offensively are really going to come out. And uh, Montrez definitely has some deficiencies. But uh, if Willie Cauley-Stein is the polished pro he's comparing him to, now if he wants to talk about Trey Lyle or Towns, those two guys are going to be good pros. Uh, Booker's going to be a good pro. But uh, I tell you, that's, it was tough to listen to the anger coming through that guy, uh, especially when he went off on Montrez. Montrez has had his, had his problems, but he didn't deserve that, and there's no fair comparison there because I don't think Collie Stein's got the skill to play at the next level long term. Brian, do you question whether or not Montrez Harrell will come around this season for the Cards? I think he'll have much better games. Uh, and, and, and he's going to be drafted in the first round. I know that's painful for this guy to really get his arms around. Uh, now, will he make it in the NBA? I think he's got serious offensive deficiencies and he's undersized. But both him and Rozier are going to get drafted in the first round. And uh, he's dead wrong on Rozier. But uh, I think his hatred for the University of Louisville is clouding his judgment. But uh, I think when, he, when I heard the comparison and about how great Collie Stein is, uh, I tell you what, that guy's got a worse shot. I, I would, I, I, Montrez could beat Collie Stein in a game of horse any day of the week. I mean, that's one of the worst shots I've seen at a top level and uh, you know college player in a long time. So very poor comparison. I don't know. It's really interesting to see the the level of hatred. <laughs> he is Hank is an angry guy. Maybe we should start some type type of therapy on the air where we try to get him to work through some of his issues because clearly in his youth something happened to him 
possibly Denny Crum issue. I don't know exactly it, what it, it was. Like a cardinal issue for sure. Something maybe one of the cardinal basketball players stole one of his girlfriends. I, I don't know exactly Ooh. what happened. You know, but he's I just come back for that one. <laughs> yeah, I would just love to see Montrez or him close to Montrez when he calls Montrez a woman. I mean, it's easy to take pot shots at Montrez. Uh, over the air, but uh, love to see him uh, approach Montrez with some of those contra- uh, comments. I actually, Hink's a pretty big guy. I don't, I mean, I know Montrez is 6'8", 240, but Hink's also a big guy. I bet he outweighs Montrez. I think he's 6'5", 6'6", I don't know, something like that. So mm-hmm. that would be interesting. Let's put together a celebrity boxing match, <laughs> Montrez, Harrell, and Hink. I w- I'd love to see it. That would yeah. be very interesting. Sure. That would be great. I'll let you guys go. I just had to chime back in there when I heard that Collie Stein was an ex-coming uh, uh, of Moses Malone. It just uh, kind of got me a little bit. Sure, I can see where that would rub you the wrong way, Brian. Thank you very much for getting back in on the action this morning. Have a great rest of your weekend. Good stuff there, Ashley. Very active morning on the Oxmoor yeah. Ford Lincoln Buzz Line. Once again, 502-384-1450. We're seven minutes away from the top of the second hour, which means... We are on the verge of Ashley's Loco Cinco, or Ashley's Crazy, as many call it, mm. where we break down the, the five craziest stories in the world of sports or pop culture, entertainment industry, anything that has to do with something we would enjoy discussing today. We want to hear about it. 3.05 p.m. Eastern, we have the Green Bay Packers and the Seattle Seahawks at Seattle playing. I don't see a chance in my eyes where the a hobbled Aaron Rodgers is going to stand up to the Seahawks team. I think the Seahawks will win, possibly by two touchdowns. Mm, that's, that's that's impressive. I've got to check the system on you. Okay. This morning. And then we got the Colts and Patriots. What could be a passing of the guard as Andrew Luck in this Colts team at 640 travel to Foxborough and take on Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. I think the Patriots should win. They're favored by seven. But I think there's a chance the Colts come in to surprise people. What I saw from Andrew Luck against my Bengals and the fact that he did, I mean, he led the NFL in passing touchdowns with 40. Um, His agility, he's the real deal. And I I think there's a a real chance that he makes not only a big win today, but historically we can look back on this years from now and say, remember when Andrew Luck sent Tom Brady into retirement and ended things prematurely for the, the, the Patriots that year. And Andrew Luck then goes on to be a Hall of Famer. Mm. Do we think Brady's at that point in his career, though? I don't know if he if he's really at the point where retirement is on the horizon. I don't know. But I guess you can never really tell with these guys and what they're interested in doing with their post uh, career. But no, I don't think he's he's done. Yeah. I th- I, obviously, he's doing very well, and when he has a good offensive line and good weapons, he can certainly get through. We're going to head to the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line now. We have our man Carolina Steve on the line with us. How are you doing this morning, Carolina? Great. Beautiful day. Looking outside. The sun's shining, and uh, it's going to be above freezing, so it's a good day. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've got one, Ashley. I don't know if you have it on this week, but you need to do some research on it. Uh-huh. Kurt Bush is in, involved in a trial with his former girlfriend with a, about a restraining order. Uh-oh. He has accused her of being a an assassin trained by the CIA. Oh my gosh! I mean, I mean, really, if you look at it, uh, the things. 
it's uh, it's it's weird the whole story behind it. I can't understand it, but it's something that if you do a little research, it that may be one of your top five next week. Oh, this it's is really interesting. That. And we only have five more weeks, Kelly, until the Great American Race. What's that, Carolina? That's Daytona's coming up. Wow. We have five weeks. We have four weeks until they run the uh, sprint uh, sprint race, and uh, it's going to be good. they got new cars this year to run and new, new specifications, and uh, I'm interested in seeing how it's going to be do it, uh, done. Now, football playoffs today. I don't like the Colts. I don't like Bill Belichick. I don't like the Colts because when I was young, that's all we could get on television was the Colts or the Redskins, and you know the Colts were the ones that uh, I would watch because the Redskins couldn't beat anybody. And they left in the middle of the night, and I have never liked the Colts since. And Belichick I don't like. Uh, I don't like the Seahawks. So I guess I'm going to have to pull for the Green Bay Packers. Certainly a historical team that has a lot of fan support among the casual sports fans out there. Do you think Aaron Rodgers' injury is going to prohibit him from putting up the points against this Seattle defense? Oh, the defense is tremendous. I mean, they put a whooping on us last week. God, they have a, a heck of a defense, not just Richard Sherman and Earl Thomas, but, I mean, across the board, that defense really has things working. And Marshawn Lynch on offense, they've got some very efficient Weapons at their disposal across that Seattle team. Uh, now you t- you won't talk about defense. Last year in college football, Clemson University led the nation in eleven defensive categories. They were the number one defense in the nation. So that's speaking good for them and everything. But uh, I'm looking forward to what's coming up. Uh, I do agree. Montrez Harrell is playing the wrong sport, Kelly. What sport should he be playing? He should be playing football because talking to a friend of mine who did, does some scouting for NC State, the guy would have been of as Javon Clowney if he'd have gone for and played football. I can see it. I mean, he, he Except one who had a work ethic. Yeah, he he he, so, uh, he he would take plays off occasionally, which would be okay. If you're defensive end, you can get in and rush the quarterback every few plays and make a big name for yourself. So I, yeah, I can see that. Montrose Harrell's six eight. Occasionally, you see people at that size. Mario Williams, other guys across the NFL who are that size and make it as a a defensive end pass rusher in the NFL. Carolina, we're right up against the the top of the hour. Before we let you go, you have anything you want uh, to Don't worry, up? I'll be talking to you all next week. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed hearing uh, Hank. I don't agree with him on a lot of things. Next time he calls Ashley, just tell him that when they get as many national championships in basketball as Alabama t- has in football, that you'll let him run his mouth. Y'all have a good day. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to have to use that. I'm going to have to use that one for sure. Oh, yeah. So we'll, we'll have to see if we hear back from Hank. We did have a little issue issue there with this phone call but it's been a great first hour we want everybody to get in on the action during the show 502-384-1450 is the oxmoor ford lincoln buzz line 
We will be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 1450 WXVW. It is the 11 o'clock hour, and what that means is we have the most popular segment in radio or television in the Louisville, Southern Indiana market. Some call it Ashley's Loco Cinco. Others prefer to call it Ashley's Crazy. With no further ado, Ashley's Crazy. Well, I do have um, a slight update before we get into the five stories from last week. Um, do you remember, Kelly, we were talking about Michael Sam's engagement? Right? That's right, yes. Um, to find out, he's the one that popped the question. Um, I think it was on top of the Eiffel Tower or something like that. It was really cute. There's a picture um, surfing the internet. But I wanted to give that update because there were a lot of questions as to who asked who. So now we know. <laughs> okay. Okay. Was there a lot of questions to that? Is that was- there were several questions. People wanted to know, did Michael Sam ask or was he asked? Does that determine the roles in the relationship? Maybe? In, indicative of... That's a good question. Okay. Maybe we'll get some more, more news on that next week. Maybe. Constant updates. Our listeners want to know. Yeah, they do. Maybe that'll be something that kids can tell us. Sure. Um, so, story number one, which is very interesting to me, um, kind of funny, but uh, one player is planning for the Packers defense to have gold foot tracks across their butts today um because apparently marshawn lynch is rocking a pair of one thousand dollar yes you heard it a pair of one thousand dollar all gold cleats for the nfc title game um the cleats apparently were handmade by a shoe customizing guru uh souls by sir and feature 24 karat gold flake paint with some gold chrome plate on the bottom so the value of the shoes is eleven hundred dollars um but apparently he had originally planned to wear the the shoes on Super Sunday. Um, but when he saw the finished product, he just felt like he had to have them for the big game today. So I bet he's being paid to wear them. And, of course, he has no comment because he's not, <laughs> not going to talk to anybody. I, I appreciate you asking about my gold shoes. Yeah. That's what he's going to say. Yeah. They're nice, right? They're nice. I'm sure he's getting paid for it. You could argue that... Marshawn Lynch's refusal to answer questions maybe makes him more marketable, and therefore he's open to more endorsement opportunities, like I'm assuming the gold shoes are. Yeah, um, yeah, and I mean, first of all, I didn't know this was a possibility, that there was a 24-karat gold flake paint. It's amazing. I mean, I wonder if they can make me some pumps out of that. Is that what you'd want? Some A pair of pumps. How much do they cost? Eleven hundred bucks. Eleven. Yeah, I'm not paying for that. Eleven hundred bucks. Well, I I mean that's cool. Remember Michael Johnson, the man with the golden shoes in yeah. the Olympics? Yeah. So that's kind of Marshawn Lynch. He's really done a lot for marketing himself. He's not the guy who he's the guy who does not answer questions in press conferences. He eats Skittles. He goes into beast mode. I appreciate Skittles. Now <laughs> I appreciate you asking about my Skittles. Now he he wears the gold shoes, so I think he's actually doing a pretty good job. The more people are talking about you, the more marketable you are in a lot of ways. And I, I think Marshawn Lynch is accomplishing that. Yeah, he is. He really is. And I guess now we'll all be looking at his feet today. Um, story number two. Uh, we talked a while back um, about Russell Wilson's divorce, right? 
It's been a while. Um, but there was a lot of speculation going on as to, and actually a lot of rumors about his wife having an affair with Golden Tate. Oh my goodness, so what? I don't, you didn't hear that? So that was going on for a long time. Um, and that was initially... Is Golden uh, Tate still... He was with Seattle, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was. And he was, tra- he was traded. Um, I don't remember who he plays for now. I feel like I just watched him play. Patriots or something? Or I'll see. Yeah. Yeah, look him up. But um, there was a lot of speculation after the announcement that they were getting a divorce that Golden Tate was the reason why. But he has not spoken out until... Detroit Lions. Now, yes. So uh, Golden Tate is now saying that he did not have sexual relations with Russell Wilson's wife. Sound familiar? Um, but <laughs> despite rumors, um, he's saying that Russell knows that. Um, but he also said that um, his current girlfriend is actually best friends with Ashton, who is Russell Wilson's now ex-wife. Um, so he's saying he did not have an affair with Russell's wife. And he said, nor did I have anything to do with his divorce. This is laughable for anyone who knows us. My ex, his ex-wife Ashton is still best friends with my girlfriend. Russell and I were good friends when I was in Seattle on and off the field. He knows the rumors about me were unfounded, damaging to my reputation and an attack on my character. Um, apparently, you know, folks did some searching on Golden Tate's girlfriend's Instagram and she posted a picture with Ashton like four months ago. So maybe he's telling the truth. I don't know. Um, but still Russell Wilson still isn't saying anything surrounding their split. So of course people are talking, but it's interesting. Very interesting. Whether um, it be, whether it be LeBron James mother supposedly sleeping with God, what's that guy's name? I can picture his face. He's, he's, he has some off the court issues. I'll, I'll come up with his name. But also, we have Tony Parker supposedly sleeping with uh, Brent Berry's wife at one point, um, cheating on Eva Longoria. So, it, always interesting. There was another case of it, too. I forget. Um, DeMarco Murray supposedly slept with one of his teammates' girls. Yeah, yeah. We talked. Or did we I, talk believe, about I believe we talked about that. Is he... Uh... The, it's gossip. The husband had posted pictures, right, of the phone conversation. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yep. On that's Twitter. just horrible. That's just so much negative I mean, energy. It just makes me get. feel so bad about anybody involved in that because it's just nobody feels good about that. Yeah, that's and just I mean, a bad situation. There's one thing to be caught cheating. There's another thing to let the world know on social media. <laughs> Delante West, August ninth, two thousand fourteen. There's an article from Chicago Defender that's titled, Delonte West confirms he slept with LeBron James's mother. Oh, my gosh. So, stuff like that, always fun, always room for that in Ashley's Loco Cinco. Always. Um, story number three. Uh, New England fans need to be aware. Apparently, there was a trio of New Yorkers making thousands off of Tom Brady and the Patriots by selling fake tickets to Sunday's AFC Championship game, according to the cops. So the alleged counterfeiters were busted by police in a Boston suburb this past Thursday after a Patriots fan called the cops, suspecting he had been ripped off by the sellers. Um, Police say that the fan responded to a Craigslist ad for tickets 
uh, met the sellers at a Holiday Inn and forked over $900 for four tickets um, to the Patriots-Colts game. Um, it's unclear why he ta- thought the tickets were actually fakes, but the uh, cops did bust the subspe- suspects. All of them were from New York in their early to mid-20s and seized thousands of dollars in cash as well as more counterfeit tickets. Um, so they've all been charged with larceny and attempting to commit a crime and have been held on bail. So all those people need to check their tickets. People need to be checking their tickets. Gotcha. Okay. So people, and that, you know, I wonder how many people. How pissed would you be? Um, I mean, that would be horrible. For AFC championship tickets that I'd spent $900 for. And then, and then you know, right then, it just clicks to you. I'm never going to see that guy again. Ever. It's over. Yeah. It makes you not want to buy tickets outside of just buying them directly from the vendor. Yeah, I don't. I have before. I've never been burnt by it like that. I do make sure to check. I've, I went to a lot. Growing up, I went to a lot of Indiana Pacers or a couple Atlanta Hawks games with my dad, and I got to see some good NBA action. And that's how we ended up getting in was through scalpers. And he just taught me, you know, you got to make sure you pay attention to the date on the ticket. Make sure they're not selling a ticket from the day before that they couldn't get rid of, things like that. But, man, I would be very upset if I even paid 50 bucks for a fake ticket, let alone thousands of dollars. Yeah, that would be... I'd be really upset. Um, so, story number four. I don't know if you guys talked about this in the knockout hour or not, but apparently... Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, so Manny Pacquiao apparently has a message for Floyd Mayweather. Um, the Pac-Man was out in New York City with his crew um, this weekend, and they asked if there was anything... If, it was, if he could say anything to Floyd Mayweather, what would it be? And his answer to sign the contract. So Pacquiao and his team have already agreed to the terms for a May 2nd fight with Mayweather at the MGM Graham in Las Vegas, although Floyd has yet to sign off on his end of the deal. Um, Mayweather is not issuing an official statement on where they stand, but his lawyers have indicated that they still have some issues with the deal. Um, If the two do strike a deal, it's expected to be the highest grossing fight in the history of the sport with experts saying it could make more than $150 million in pay-per-view revenue alone. Wow. I won't, I, as everybody knows, I host the Knockout Hour every Sunday from 9 till 10 talking about boxing and MMA. I personally am not going to get too excited at all about this fight until it's actually, the ink is dry. Because the fact that Manny Pacquiao agreed to his side of, of a version of a contract does not mean that Floyd is okay with that. What if Manny thought that it should be a 50-50 split in the revenue? That would seem fair it to a lot of people. Fair. That's not going to happen. Floyd's going to make not. more money because <laughs> Floyd makes money. He's money Mayweather, and that's why... That's why he's money Mayweather. Yeah, that's why he's money Mayweather. He, I mean, it doesn't matter who he fights. It's going to be a clear payout for anybody. Much more money than, than Manny's ever made. So... The fact that Manny agreed to part of it, sure, that's a good thing, and that's somewhat of a step in the right direction. I won't get too excited until it's official. Hopefully May 2nd, 2015, we get to see the two face off. I think Floyd would win easily. That's just my opinion. But you never know. So I would love to see it. Hopefully it happens. Hopefully. Uh, Story number five. Um, I think last week we we definitely talked about Jay-Z's Rock Nation sports, um, trying to get involved in the world of professional boxing, kind of a – as an up, there's a little update to this, but um, 
he has been courting three of the biggest stars in the sport. Um, but like we talked about last week, he signed Andre Ward and made a serious push to sign former world champ Adrian Bronner, who rejected the five-year $40 million deal. God. Totally crazy. But apparently um, TMZ has talked to like three other major fighters who've also been contacted by Rock Nation Sports, um, which obviously shows us that he's Jay-Z is very serious about getting involved in the boxing world. Uh, the fighters who did not want to be named said that like when um, Rock Nation was courting Bronner, Jay-Z personally never reached out and that that... The fact that he sent other people to make contact instead of doing it himself rubbed the guys the wrong way. So maybe that's what's happening. And these guys are like, oh, so you have the sports agency or whatever you're doing, but you're too big to call me yourself and invite, give me an invitation. Sure. I don't know, but maybe it sounds like that's what's going on. So apparently um, all three fighters said that they ultimately turned down the offer to uh, rock nations but are not closing the door on any possible relationship with them in the future uh, meanwhile rock nation sports is still growing like crazy and recently just signed georgia running back todd Gurley, um, who's expected to be one of the first running backs selected in the nfl draft so it definitely sounds like rock nation sports is on the up and up but it sounds like some of these people want to get some personal phone calls from jay oh yeah i would imagine that when Jay-Z signed Robinson Cano to a $240 million deal uh, a little over a year ago, I'd imagine Jay-Z had contact with him. Is it that Jay-Z doesn't think these guys are worth his time? Or maybe he's just busy. He's probably a very busy guy. Does he still own part of the Nets? Yeah, I think so. So, I mean, yeah, Jay-Z's got all sorts of stuff going on, getting in fights in elevators, all sorts of legitimate stuff. Yeah, so I mean, not fights, but you know, yeah, well, getting 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 hit, hit with the purse or whatever it is. Um, yeah. So I think that's interesting, and I can understand that. But um, I can, I don't know. Even from like a, a modeling talent agency, it's not often that you meet the owner when you walk in the door and sign a contract. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mike Tyson has his own promotions in boxing, and Fifty Cent has made a name for himself as being a, a promoter in the world of boxing. I believe he's a little more hands-on than what Jay-Z's doing. And, and Jay-Z, and 50 Cent, to some extent, has had some success in the world of boxing promoting. Sure. So, it's an interesting thing. I believe it's lucrative. You look at the payouts. What did you say that the Pacquiao-Mayweather fight would be? It, it just said for, for pay-per-view only. Yeah, for pay-per-view only. Million. Taking away all the independent sponsors. And, and then the people actually coming into, they're paying for tickets to physically be there. That's a lot of money. Gonna be made it in, sure in is. a good hour. All right, or is that was that the that final? Was the, that was it. So we've got Jay Z's Rock Nation Sports. We've got um, the New England Scalpers. We've got Golden Tate versus Russell Wilson's wife. We've got Marshawn Lynch and his eleven hundred dollar cleats, and we have Manny Pacquiao calling out Floyd Mayweather. I got to vote for the Golden Tate Russell Wilson. Extramarital affair rumors because it's juicy and that's what we go for on Ashley's Loco Cinco. So that gets my vote. What do you, what's your this favorite story, Ashley? Um, I have. I mean, this we're talking to a girl with a shoe fetish, so I'm going with the eleven hundred dollar twenty four karat gold flake cleat. Will you be tuning into the the game today and specifically just, watching for his shoe, shoes? Just watching the shoes. Wow. Now I'll be paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a bad marketing if it has some brand on it. 
a lot of eyeballs will be on that game today as the, the Packers go to Seattle at 3.05 p.m. in the NFC Championship game. We have the Colts and Patriots at 6.40 in the AFC Championship game. Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line is 502-384-1450. We encourage you to give us a call. Get in on the action this morning. We're going to head to a break. We'll be back with more of the weekend sports buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Kelly Patrick alongside the lovely Ashley Miller this morning. Talking all things in the world of sports. A very active weekend as our cards lost yesterday. Ashley, I know that's the overwhelming topic that we're getting phone calls about this morning. Yeah, very disappointing. As they put on one of the worst shooting displays in the history of Louisville Cardinal basketball yesterday. They seemed to be doing everything possible to win the game other than make shots. Yeah. And a very frustrating time, as I've said, during the Patino era, it seems to be the norm that we have games like this and low points during the season. Certain ones come to mind, such as South Florida in 2012, I believe it was, on senior night, where South Florida just came in and blew out the cards. And, I mean, even between, what was Louisville's most disappointing loss before, where they had only one, it was against Kentucky, where they only had one assist and they looked rough offensively. Yeah, Yeah. well, I mean, even the North Carolina game, we gave that one away. True. So I feel like all of the, well, the two losses previously were, we could have won those games, and that's all, I don't have a word, I just have a sound. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, when you have a a game changer in the middle, like Jaleel Okafor is, a a legitimate NBA center, somebody who's going to play the center position in the NBA for years as a starter, maybe an all-star. He embarrassed our inside game. I would love to have that guy on our team. Yeah. We need a guy like that on our team. Eight of ten from the field, two for two from the line, seven rebounds, one assist, a block, eighteen points. He he really wasn't even a part of their their off of their their game plan that much. He kind of just occasionally would get the ball and go in and score when he wanted. He shot eighty percent from the field. Efficiency. He, he leads the nation in field goal percentage. Let me see. I know that he, he leads it. Let's see. Right now, he shoots sixty seven point five percent from the field. Yeah, I think uh, anybody that big, well, I think any post player should shoot more than 55, 60% from the field. Because most of your shots are very close to the basket. They should be. Our our center, or our big guy, Montrezl Harrell, likes to shoot threes on occasion. Yeah. Which mixes things up. Um, Maybe he's trying to protect his, or to advance his NBA draft stock. I don't know if that's something that someone's told him is going to help him. But I, I do see that he can't... Montrez is not a bad shooter. No, he's not. I, I, I see where he's coming need. from to an extent. But as far as efficiency and just impact on the game, you've got to think that in the long run, impacting the game in the most dramatic fashion possible has to be what will be the best for your, your NBA your stock. Sure. I would think so. He averages 15 points a game, 9 rebounds a game, 1.1 blocks. He's shooting 57.3% from the field. Only 24.1% from three-point land. Mm. He has improved his free-throw shooting. So Montrez Harrell, despite drawing the criticism of guys like Hink and many Cards fans, 
He he brought his free throw percentage shooting from 46.4% last year to 61% this year. So he's improving some facets of his game. Is it enough for this Louisville team to have the potency to make a run in March? I don't know. It may be. I think somebody like Mango or Shinanu Anuaku, somebody's going to have to step up and be able to pass the ball out of the high post. Yeah. Like Kyle Kirk was able to do at one point. Like... Obviously, David Padgett and Gorgie Jing, you, you and I have talked David about. Padgett back up. We just need to get David Padgett or Gorgie. Yeah. Well, he, I mean, Gorgie's making a whole lot of money playing basketball, so he needs to stay there. But since David Padgett is already here. Maybe give him a mustache. <laughs> he's already in practice. Yeah, we can dive disguise, him on. Disguise him, say he's Egyptian. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, we can say he's uh, Stockman. We can say he's Matt Stockman. Yeah. Okay. I'm okay with that. If we could somehow get the... the High post passing and the offensive fluidity that comes with a point center type guy. By all means, that seems to be the recipe for for how these Rick Pitino offensive offenses work. Terry Rozier and Chris Jones are putting up good numbers. Terry Rozier at seventeen points. Chris Jones had a lackluster performance with only five points, five turnovers for Chris Jones. So Chris Jones is as hit or miss as any player I can remember in the Cards program. One day he looks like an All-American. The next day he looks like a bum. Least favorite Cardinal. Yours? Mine. Wow. Almost of all time. He's a feisty kid, too. You look at him out there and sometimes there's scuffles on the floor and you know that he's involved in it and he's mixing it up underneath or he's pissing somebody off and he's, he's being... I don't know what word to use to describe it. Ultra competitive. A jerk. A jerk. He's a jerk. <laughs> he's a jerk. But he's talented. Let me see what his numbers are for the year. He is a talented guy. He's averaging 12.4 points a game, 3.7 rebounds, 3.7 assists. Shooting 74.7% from the free throw line. Only 34.7% from the field goal, for field goal percentage. Not good. 316 from the three-point line. He shoots too much, man. I mean, there's very few people out there. Allen Iverson, Kimball Walker, Russ Smith. Very few people out there that can be volume scorers and that you can build a champion around. Am I wrong? Mm-mm. I mean, there's, there's, I can't think of anybody else. You cannot try to replicate Russ Smith. No, we don't want to replicate Russ Smith. If we had another Russ Smith, we'd be okay with it, wouldn't we? I don't know. Maybe not. I, I can only take like three or four years of that. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> that's not good for my blood pressure. I know our man Brian the Insider has similar feelings about guys who shoot a lot um, yeah. and, and that when, they, when they're here, you love them and you live and die with them. But when they're gone, you almost say, that's okay. The problem with the Rick offense is without a guy like that, it's stale. this offense sucks. Yeah. And that's what it was before Russ. Mm-hmm. You remember that? When Russ came onto the scene, he was the shot in the arm to this offense. Like, just something that they needed so dramatically. Well, it was just the perfect recipe for, for what they were missing. I do like Russ Smith, but I would say that he was either the shot in the arm or the shot in the head. <laughs> at <laughs> he times. At times. Um, and more often the shot in the head in the beginning than the shot in the In arm. hindsight, though. But. He, he went to a Final Four. He went to another Final Four and won a title. Championship, yeah. Mission accomplished. Russ had a great career. He did. He did, for sure. So is it good for our blood pressure? Not at all. No. But wins, it's almost like a guy like Adam Dunn in baseball or somebody who just swings for the fences. They strike out a lot, but when they can hit. you take a step back from the emotion involved in it and say, do they positively impact the game? 
When Russ Smith had the ball in his hands, the defense had to, at the very least, know that he was going to shoot at any time and he could make it. So it opened things up for guys like Luke Hancock or other players, even Wayne, Shane. Um, It changes the dynamic when you have an overly aggressive scorer who seemingly does not have a conscience. We don't have that right now. This Cards team lacks that. Could Terry Rozier be, be that? Possibly. Is Terry Rozier the best candidate to be that on this team? Yeah, he's the most consistent. I think he's the most consistent. He's the most controlled. Um, he's the most professional, I think. Um, the person that you can probably do. But is, is that in his makeup to, to be that guy? You're right. He's very efficient. He likes to make the right pass. He likes to take the shot when it's open. I think it's in him because he does it in spurts. Um, but I don't think that that's the guy Patino's asking him to be. If you're Rick Patino right now, are you in Terry Rozier's ear and showing him clips of Russ Smith and saying, this is what we need out of you. We need overly aggressive offense. I would. I went to Rick Patino's basketball camp one time. I think it was his first year at Louisville. And... What I remember, one of the overwhelming things I remember him saying to his players during the individual instructions was, Otis George is a shooter. And he would make Otis George shoot a bunch of threes. And he would say, if you are open and you do not shoot the ball, you're coming out. He almost didn't care whether you made it or not. Bryant Northern. um, I mean, there's plenty of examples of guys. Rick tells, shoot the ball. we got to worry about defense. Well, look, in high school, he averaged 29.3 points a game, 7.8 rebounds a game, 5.6 assists a game. So can he be that guy? Absolutely. He's definitely in him. I saw Terry Rozier score 63 points at a a legitimate all-star game at Iroquois High School. He said top scoring scoring effort. He has a school record for scoring 69 points in a double overtime victory. That's what it was 69 then. I was at that game. He also scored 50 points against Lewisburg College with 10 rebounds, 4 assists, and 4 steals in the game. See, he was playing at a prep school, mm-hmm. and they were playing against some kind of a junior college, I guess. Yeah. Which is interesting. But, yeah, Terry Rozier is a very legitimate offensive weapon. Is he the type guy who takes this offense to the next level? Because yesterday, that was a home game, and that was a dud on offense. 502-384-1450 is the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line. It's tough to swallow the pill that is Louisville's loss to the Duke Blue Devils yesterday at the Yum Center. Yeah. But over the course of a season, John Renshaw articulates it very well, and I've heard him talk about it. College basketball embodies so much that is life. You have your ups, your downs. You try to get better here. You try to get better there. You think you're getting better, and then you stumble. But if you get things rolling and you have some positive momentum on your side, you can make some magical things happen. Yeah. And Rick is the master at doing that. He is. If, if this Louisville team were say, in March, we see this team making a magical run to the Final Four, how will that look? Who will have to step up for that to happen? I think Mango has to step up. In what capacity? Is he going to become a facilitator? Basic. Well, not even a facilitator, but he needs to be an offensive threat. Um, he has to be an offensive threat for this, from the center position in order for people like Montrez Harold to even have a chance to get the ball in the post without being double teamed. Like, it makes the defense honest. And also, doing that, it creates more openness for the guards to do what they do. 
So um, I think he has to step up Mango in a consistent offensive way. Does he have the skill set to do that? Yes, he's shown it to us. Okay, he and did a couple games. What is it against Virginia North? Tech game. Yes. Um, he really, like, I, I don't even know who that guy was, but we need that guy to, to suit up every, every He can time. run the floor well. Mm-hmm. I was talking to my brother about it. Great shot blocker. Great shot blocker. Very active. Sometimes he has he a decent seem- post game. Like, he has nice post moves. He does. Sometimes he seems a little awkward with the ball in his hands. But when you're comparing his skill set to other centers from Cardinals past, I was trying to think. Terrence Jennings maybe could run the floor real well. But I see Mango as being maybe a little bit more under control than Terrence Jennings. Maybe not having quite the explosiveness that Jennings had. Yeah. But when you can run the floor that well and you're that big, there's a spot for you in college basketball. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can see Mango making an impact. Will he, has, will, will he do it? Will he take a Gorgie Jang-esque leap his sophomore year? As we remember, Gorgie really came into his own his sophomore year yeah, and, and, and put the team on his back. I don't know. I don't know. He has to step up. Um, I think Wayne Blackshear has to be more consistent offensively or he has to sit down and we have to give a chance to somebody like Shaquan Aaron. Wow. Um, and... Chris Jones needs to stop shooting so much. Yeah. Period. Like, there's no nice way to say that. You think Quentin Snyder needs to play more? No, he's not ready. Well, okay, then what are the options at guard? We just no, need to tell Chris Jones Chris not Jones to shoot. Chris Jones just needs to shot, not shoot so much. Okay. Because I think he alone can shoot us out of a game. And then the perfect storm of nobody else hitting, and that is just ugly basketball, and there's ugly. no chance to win a but, game like yeah. that. So when we're not getting those offensive rebounds and no one else is hitting outside shots, we're in trouble. I, I can't believe the Cards only lost by 11 yesterday, to be honest. I'm happy that they made it comfortable, but we all know that watched that game that it was not anywhere close to that close. Very ugly performance yesterday. Oxmoor for Lincoln Buzzline is 502-384-1450. We encourage our listeners to go to PT's show club for Honky Tonk Hillbilly Hoopla this Thursday through Saturday. Beer can specials and moonshine specials. Mention this, 1450 The Sports Buzz ad at the door for free admission and a free t-shirt. So PT's Gentleman's Club, this Thursday through Saturday. Beer can specials and moonshine specials. Ashley, you going to watch the NFL playoffs today? I am. I'm planning to, um, I actually have, I'm hosting the uh, Martin Luther King breakfast tomorrow for the Alpha Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. So I have to run to a um, their wow. little setup meeting and grab my script. But um, besides that, I'm planning to sit still and watch both games. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 3:05, we have the Packers and Seahawks. It's kind of kind of um, flying under the radar the significance, at least to me, of these games. If the Seahawks win, which I expect them to beat the Packers, Russell Wilson and this team are on the verge of doing something that hasn't been done in a very long time, I believe since the Cowboys. A repeat? Repeating as Super Bowl champions. Unfortunately, I'm picking the Packers today. Are you? I'm actually picking both the underdogs. Um... I'm picking two revenge games. So um, I'm picking the Packers and I'm picking the Colts. So I think um, I think both of those teams actually lost. The Packers lost to um, I can't even think of 
the Packers lost uh, in, I think, maybe November. Okay, during the regular season. The Seahawks, Seahawks, and then I know for sure that the Colts lost. Um, to the Patriots. To the Patriots in the preseason. Or in the early earlier in the regular season, so I'm actually picking both underdogs. The, to the, the Packers that. recently lost to Buffalo, which was a very disappointing loss. Yeah, December fourteenth. Um, Aaron Rodgers has some health issues. We'll see how that plays out. But very good games on the docket today. We get to see if the Seahawks are going to make a run at repeating. The weekend sports buzz is brought to you by Brandon J. Lawrence, personal injury attorney. Call five zero two five eight seven zero zero four one to reach the best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville. We're going to head to the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line now. We have our man Brandon J. Lawrence on the line with us. How are you doing this morning, Brandon? Hey, what's up, Kelly, man? How's it going, man? How you doing, Ashley? Good morning. How y'all doing? Good morning. <laughs> hey, man, I, just, I had to call in because um, I, I feel bad for you, man, because, I mean, hit calls you, give you all this mess. Um, and it seems like y'all going through withdrawals, trying to find a way to justify the U of L loss. And I'm just, you know, look, man. I, my here's my thing. Last year we had that hit. We had the hit movie Frozen. I said, just take a take a page from that book. Just let it go, man. Let it go. <laughs> and you know, you you gonna have other opportunities. You got Virginia. You'll get a chance to update the loss to Carolina and Duke. Let it go, man. These guys are kids. They're, they're, they'll be all right. In the meantime, we're going 45 and 0, baby. Let all the other stuff go. You know, let, let it go, man. And look, and look, here's the thing. Your Super Bowl, I got it from, I got it from an inside source. Your Super Bowl chat, Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson gets the second, gets the second ring. And, uh, you know, then all the coaches will ride off in the sunset because all, cause this will be their last ring because the whole coaching staff is going to get dismantled because uh, the Atlanta Hawks are waiting for their defensive coordinator, that's the Seattle Seahawks defensive coordinator, to uh, to finish a win and come to them. And then it'll, Seattle's dynasty will be over. It'll be short-lived. Nonetheless, winning two Super Bowls is very impressive if they can do that. Oh yeah, it was in a two year span. I mean it hasn't it hadn't been done, you know, since uh who did who who did back to back? Was the Patriots the last team or I think, I, I think it was the Cowboys. I'll, I'll look it up here, Brandon. Cowboys. It's tough to do, man. It's tough to do is you know, with with the advent of free agency and all that stuff. It's Brandon, what did you think about the season for your Cowboys as a whole? Were you were you satisfied with this year for the Cowboys? What what is what you say? I can I can hardly hear you. Are you happy with the Cowboys' season? Oh, the season. I mean, yeah, I'm happy with the season, man. I mean, you know, to be honest with you, they they beat everybody's, they exceeded everybody's expectations. I don't think anybody thought that they would, you know, do this well. But then when they started doing well, it's like okay, maybe we can do one more. You know, Green Bay was a better team that day, even with Rodgers on a bum leg. But, I mean, I think they had a great season, man. Hopefully they can keep the team together, you know, challenge something special next year, too. Or um, better, you know, go further. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Gotcha. 
Well, Brandon, before we let you go, anything else you want to get in on here on, on the weekend sports buzz before we let you go? Do you have a do you have a pick for the other game? Will it be the Colts or the Patriots? I got the Colts in the upset, man. You know, um, I, I, pick, I think I picked the Colts. I picked all upsets last week. I went against Ashley Ashley's uh, system, and uh, she was successful. But I think I think I think we're going to upset the system this week, and uh, I think it's going to be Colts. And Seahawks, and I think it'll be it'll be pretty cool, and then it'll be an interesting story because you have the same excuse me, the same draft class. You have Luck and Russell Wilson, which will be cool. Wow, very good point. I, I I hadn't thought of that. How good is Andrew Luck? Oh, he's great, man. He's great. You know, he's great. But uh, you know, he's he's getting better. You know, so I mean, I think he's he's will be great to watch. I know, I know. Uh, I know you. Uh, it, it hurts being a Bengals fan. I'm a, I'm, I like the Bengals. Uh, I, you know, uh, I know you're a big Bengals fan, and uh, it's like it hurts that having a team so close with a great quarterback, and it's like, oh wow, man, what if what if it could be switched? But yeah, I think Lux is good as advertised. Well, he certainly has the chance to prove that today. As he he's going to try to take down take down Goliath and Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. <laughs> tonight so so we'll get to see yeah, yeah. May, really make a name for himself to, by winning a super bowl drew Brees has done it aaron Rodgers has done it all these guys have won super bowls but as far as the overall star power goes it seems andrew luck has that big time potential yeah we'll see man it'll be, you know, it's great i think it's great for sports it's great for football it's great for the area you know i guess you know he could uh he could exercise the demons of uh you know, it being Peyton Manning's time. So then turn the team into his own and make his own legacy. It'll be cool. It'll I be have a question for you, Brandon, before you go. Uh-huh. What do you yeah. think? What did you say? I was saying, no, what, yeah, what's up? what do you think about um, Hank's comments on Montrez Harrell? Man, I think, man, Hank, man, yeah, man. Y'all got, well, I mean, Hank's got some FCC issues probably right now, man. I mean, I, I think he's tough on them, man. I mean, these guys are kids, you know. These guys are kids, and, it, and it's cool. It's cool to say I don't like the name calling, you know. I mean, he can, you know. Of course, Montrez can be a little better. I think Montrez is great. I mean, he's a great, he's a great ball player, great athlete. I think that he's got a great motor. He's got great energy. Um, you know, he's, of course, he's got to work on some things, but I think he's as good as advertised. I think Hank's a little bit, you know, he's a little bit overzealous in his comments. Um, but I do agree. I listen to Brian. Um, I do agree, man. And I've said it. i said it that if 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 UK it has an Achilles heel, it's going to be that that the inside guys don't have any post. You know, I like the way Montrez. I do like this. I like the way Montrez run, uh, runs the baseline. I think that's hard. It's very very hard to stop. And um, I, I think he's got a great future. I like I like Montrez's game, man. He's dope. But I mean, UK is going to run into some trouble um, when if they don't have any, if they don't develop some type of post game, it, it's going to be tr- it might be trouble for them later on in the season. If if Kentucky does lose the rest of the season, if they lose any game at all, who do you foresee that being? They they only have one ranked team on the schedule left. That's number nineteen, Arkansas. Do you think they'll, they'll have trouble with Arkansas? I mean, yeah, they'll have trouble, man, because they've got the target. They've got the target on their back. 
and I think the pressure mounts and mounts and mounts. And it's just, you know, the tight, the further along and closer you get to the, uh, to the undefeated thing, the, the, you know, the tighter, the, the tighter it gets. So 